Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. I've been waiting for you yesterday. We had such a great time in the program, and today we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday. I'm teaching my brand new series, which is called Chosen by God. My friends, God has chosen you. You say, well, I know he chose me for salvation. Of course he did. But he has a lot for you to do. You just need to wake up to what he wants you to do. And that's why I'm teaching this new series. I really want to help you. But before we get into the teaching, I want to remind you about my brand new book called Christmas, The Rest of the Story a book that basically I've been writing for about 25 years. And because I wanted you to really see everything on the pages, we decided to beautifully illustrate the entire book. It is just a feast of color. It is beautiful. And this book is filled with information that I guarantee you have never heard before. I wrote the book because every year I heard the same Christmas story and I loved it. But when I begin to really dive into history, and see what could be found about the birth of Jesus, I was shocked that no one ever shared those details with me. And that's why I call the book Christmas, The Rest of the Story. Look at this. In a culture where Santa seems to overpower the reason for the season, it's time to return to the true meaning of Christmas. In Rick Renner's timeless new book, Christmas, the rest of the story. Rick uncovers the stunning details of the nativity story you have never heard. Details like who exactly was Joseph, the father of Jesus? Why did God choose Mary? What was the star that guided the wise men? Who were the wise men who came to see Jesus? How far did they travel? And what was the value of the gifts they brought to Christ? Through its detailed watercolor illustration, Christmas, the rest of the story invites families to explore the true meaning of Christmas as they interact with the story across decorated pages in a coffee table size format. When you call or go online right now to pre-order this book for just $35, you will receive the eternal story of Christmas, now beautifully told in this timeless keepsake. This is a sweeping portrait of the Christmas story, allowing readers to reflect on why Jesus came at the dawn of the first century and ultimately the reason for his birth. With stunning illustrations and nearly 300 pages, your family can create a tradition that will last for generations. Great as a gift or enhancing your own traditions, pre-order the book today. Christmas, the rest of the story for just $35. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Don't miss this special Christmas offer. Please go online to order your copy of Christmas, the rest of the story right now, or you can give us a call. And remember that we're also offering you right now the series called Chosen by God. The subtitle says, God has chosen you for a divine assignment. Will you dare to fulfill it? If you'll accept it and fulfill it, you will really realize why you are here. God brought you into the world for a purpose. He didn't bring you into the earth just to take up space. He brought you here to do something. Do you know what it is? You're chosen by God. And this entire series is designed to help you find what it is you're supposed to be doing with your life. It's practical and it's so filled with faith. It's 15 parts 
comes in multiple formats with a great study guide. And we're also offering you my book by the same title called Chosen by God. It's one of my favorite books. If you don't have this book, why not? You need to order yours today. The foreword is written by Joyce Meyer. And today I'm going to be reading a little bit from this. But we're going to pick up today where we left off yesterday. Yesterday we ended with Matthew 22, verse 14, where Jesus said, Many are called, but few are chosen. That word called is a form of the Greek word kletos. It describes a VIP invitation. Many have received a VIP invitation. God extends his call he gives dreams, he gives callings, he gives visions, but few are chosen. That's because they don't step up to the plate and embrace it. Maybe they're aware of an idea, but they dismiss it as just silly nonsense or maybe just their imagination. And I want to begin today by reminding you of what happened to me when I was 17. My cousins were missionaries in Mexico City for 40 years. Wow. They were such heroes. And one year, my sister and I went to see them, and I was 17 years old. And on a Wednesday night, we were sitting in service, and of course, the entire service was in Spanish, so I couldn't understand a word that was being said. By that time, I had already been baptized by the Holy Spirit, and I was beginning to believe God. And while I was sitting there, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. It was so real, I wondered if anybody else could hear what he said. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, I'm going to be sending you to the nations. Well, that seemed very far-fetched to me. I'd hardly ever been out of the state of Oklahoma. It was amazing that I was in Mexico City. Wow, that was a big deal because usually it was a big deal if we went to Texas or crossed the border into Arkansas or Missouri or Kansas. We just didn't leave home much. And now the Holy Spirit said, I'm going to be sending you to the nations. And I remember thinking, nations? What in the world does that mean? And then the Holy Spirit added, I'm going to use your voice to penetrate the airwaves and take the teaching of the Bible to people who are in spiritual trouble and spiritual need. I remember thinking, my voice? Penetrate the airwaves? What does that mean? Take my voice and use it to bring the teaching of the Bible to people that are in need? Well, back in those days, there were not a lot of television ministries. I thought maybe this had something to do with radio ministry because that's primarily what there was at that time. But what I heard was so profound that I reached for a piece of paper and grabbed a pen and I began to write what I heard. I'm going to send you to the nations. Oh, that was amazing. Then I'm going to use your voice to penetrate the airwaves and taste the teaching of the Bible to people that are in need. And I put that little piece of paper in my Bible. And when I got home from that trip, I put it in a box. And years later, I found that box and I still have that little piece of paper. But when I was 17, I was tempted to just dismiss it as nonsense. Uh, this is just an overactive imagination. But hey, years later in 1991, God called me and Denise and our family to take the gospel to 
the nations. And as I told you yesterday, it was just as real as when God spoke to Abraham in Genesis chapter 11, said, leave your country, leave your family, follow me to another land. But now I heard the Lord saying, leave the United States, leave everything you've worked so hard to build and follow me to another country. And the country was the Soviet Union, who in their right mind was going to move their family to the Soviet Union. And I argued with God. I gave him so many reasons why he shouldn't be calling me to move my family to the Soviet Union, a land that was dominated by the image of Vladimir Lenin. And that's why today I have this big bust of Lenin on the set. Not because I like Lenin, but because back in those days, everywhere we went, this is what we saw. He was in every public auditorium. He was in every public square. He was nearly in every school, every factory. And if it wasn't a bust of Lenin, it was big banners with his image, which were looming over the entire landscape. This was really the founder of communism and who brought atheism to these lands. That's what we moved into. God literally sent us to the nations, which means what I heard when I was 17 years old was not my imagination. And it may be that what you're hearing is not your imagination either. The Holy Spirit inside you is trying to speak to your conscious realm to wake you up to what it is that God wants you to do. But usually when God first begins to speak to us, we struggle and say, no way, it just can't be. And I want to read to you just a little bit from this book called Chosen by God. Listen to this. When I first started walking with God, I was anxious about taking a step of faith. And that's normal if you've never taken a step of faith before. I wanted to do everything God told me to do, but because this faith walk was new to me, I didn't feel confident. As I began to step out to obey God's instructions, I would wonder, can I really do this? Am I doing it the way I'm supposed to do it? Am I sure God is really telling me to do this? Or is this all just my imagination? And I fretted like this quite a bit, afraid of making a mistake and looking like a fool. For instance, I remember the first time the Holy Spirit moved on me to give a prophetic word. I'll never forget that. I was sitting in church. I was at the college campus where I was attending the university. And there came a quiet moment in the service, and it was time for somebody to give a prophetic word. And I knew it was me, but I'd never given a prophetic word. I was so afraid to take a step of faith, afraid that maybe it was my imagination, or maybe I was going to say something silly and make a fool of myself. So week after week passed, those quiet moments came and no one spoke, and I knew the Holy Spirit was waiting on me. And finally, a night came when I said, all right, Lord, if no one else gives the prophetic word, then I'll speak. And I waited and I waited and I waited. And I knew that if I didn't speak up soon, the moment was going to pass again. So finally, I worked up the nerve and I said, thus saith the Lord, I love you. And when I said that, I felt so foolish. I love you. You've got to be kidding. That's the prophetic word. Doesn't everybody already know that? But it was my first step of faith. And when you first step out in faith, 
Your steps may be small, but they're very, very important. That's how you begin the walk of faith, and that's how you begin to fulfill your divine purpose. You have to get started. And when you feel weak, that's when God's power shows up the best anyhow. Listen to what Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. When you're feeling weak, that's when God's power really shows up inside you. But many people try to tell God all the reasons why he should choose someone else. And I say that they're nearly like a lawyer who's presenting their case before the judge and the jury. They say, I can't speak well enough to do this. I just, I just can't speak well enough. I see that other people are more talented than me. But you're going to find out God is not extremely impressed by talent. For example, singing. It doesn't matter who the best singer in the world is. They don't sing as good as the music that is in heaven. God is not real impressed with just human talent. He's impressed by the heart. He's looking for the heart. But some people say, I can't speak well enough. I see that other people are more talented than me. Other people say, I don't think I'm ready yet. You will never feel like you're ready. Others just simply say, I'm afraid. You might even say, I don't know how I'm going to be able to pay for it. Well, that'll stop you every time. I have never had the money to do anything that God has asked me to do. I've never had the money to be on TV, but I'm on TV. I've never had the money to build the big buildings that we've built, but we've built them. But many people stop because they say, I don't know how I'm going to be able to pay for it. Others say, I'm too fat to stand in front of people. I understand that because I've struggled with weight all my life. Others say, I'm too skinny. Well, I've never had that problem. I've never had that thought. Others say, I'm not popular enough. Or they compare themselves to others. I did that for years. I would listen to how others would teach the Word of God and how they'd walk on the stage and how they'd yell and they'd scream. I just don't do those things. And I would compare myself to them and I would feel like I just fell short of everybody else. I had to come to a place where I understood that God made me shine differently and He gave me a different niche. Hey, glorify your differences. Magnify how you're different. Don't just compare yourselves to others or think that you're not popular enough. Or maybe you're one of those people who would say, I just don't have enough time to do it. Or you might say, I'm not the best choice. Well, that's exactly what Moses said to the Lord. When the call of God came to Moses, he said, I can't speak. I can't talk. And do you know what? Moses was really telling the truth. And it was his pride speaking. Because when he left Egypt, he was the mighty Moses, and the Bible tells us he was very eloquent in speech. But when the call of God came to him on Mount Horeb, he had been taking care of sheep and goats for 40 years. And when all you do is fellowship with sheep and goat, it's not a great way to maintain your vocabulary. And Moses literally meant, God, please choose another guy. I can't speak like I used to speak. If I go back to Egypt, speaking the way I speak now, people are going to laugh at me. God, I can't speak well enough. Moses really thought that. And then some people just honestly say, it's not in my heart to do what you're asking me to do. I just don't want to do it. And some people actually say, no, I will not do it.
Well, I'm going to give you two examples from my life. When God first called us to start our traveling ministry, no one knew who we were. Denise and I had been pastoring a little church in Arkansas that I was never supposed to start. That's why I call it an Ishmael church. It's a church that I started on my own. And I learned back in those days, if you start projects on your own, then you have to pay for them on your own. It was a very difficult learning experience. Many people were blessed there. I'm not denying that. But I know that I was out of the will of God. Well, finally, when I heard and understood that God wanted me to have a teaching, traveling ministry, I began to argue. Well, who will have us? No one even knows who we are. No one's even heard me teach. I've just been in this little church in Arkansas, a small group of people. Who in the world would ever have me? And I began to give all these arguments to God as to why I can't do it. It's not going to be successful. But I knew this is what God was telling me to do. So by faith, I pushed my flesh out of the way. And you'll have to do that. Your flesh will recoil from obeying. You've got to take authority over your flesh and stop allowing your flesh to dictate your destiny. I pushed my flesh out of the way. And I began to contact pastors to ask them if I could come and speak in their churches. The first doors that opened were very small, but they were doors. So we walked through them. Our first meeting was in a home. Five people were in that meeting. Our next meeting was held in a funeral home, a church that met in a funeral parlor. Then a door from that opened to another church, and door by door we began to walk through those doors but my friends, I had to deal with my flesh because my flesh would say, Rick, you're going to be rejected. You're going to call these pastors. They're going to say, who are you? What do you want to do? Why would I have you in our church? And my friends, if I had allowed those thoughts to stop me, I wouldn't be speaking to you today. It would have stopped everything. Let me give you another example. When I was a young man, 18 years old, I wrote my first book. Wow. It's quite a book. It was over 200 pages. I sent it to a very well-known author who read it, and he said, I want to speak to you. He wrote me a letter, said, please call me. Here's my number. So I called him, and he said, Rick, this is one of the most amazing books I've ever read, and it was on the subject of five-fold ministry. I was 17, 18 years old, so I was so blessed by his words. And then he said, Rick, how old are you? He could hear in my voice that I was young. And I said, sir, I'm 17, 18 years old. He said, what? And then his tone changed. How dare you try to write a book like this at your age? You don't even know what life is about. You've not lived enough life to write a book like this. He went all the way from, this is the best thing I've ever read to, how dare you do this? And it so affected me that I said, that's it. I'm never going to write again. I'm never going to write again. But in 1978, the Holy Spirit commanded me, write, 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 and I'll prosper what you write. But I didn't write for years because I heard though that man's words. And one day my pastor, who was Bobby Endian, said, Rick, it's time for you to write a book. And the only reason I wrote is because I was in submission to my pastor. But let me ask you, friends, what if I had said no? What if I had said no? It means you wouldn't have Sparkling Gems number two, number one. 
You wouldn't have dress to kill. You wouldn't have unlikely. You wouldn't have last days, survival guide. I've written nearly 50 books. You wouldn't have ever heard of any of them if I had listened to my doubts and obeyed my fears. You have to say no to your flesh and no to your fears. And remember, there is a race set before you that only you can run. God has a plan just for you. And that means you come to a moment when there's no more time for excuses. Ephesians 2 verse 10 clearly says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. God has good works that he's planned for you to walk in, for me to walk in. I have a race to run. You have a race to run. And God wants each of us to do what we're called to do. And if you don't step out in faith and get started, you may miss the entire reason why you were brought into this world. God didn't bring you into this world just to take up space. He brought you here on assignment. And we're told in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, that we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in the body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. You have a purpose. And according to 2 Corinthians 5.10, a day is going to come when you're going to stand in front of Jesus and his primary question to you is going to be, did you do what I asked you to do? Did you do what I've asked you to do? Yet the truth is, there are many, many believers who just live in a state of purposelessness. They feel hopelessness, purposelessness. They even feel desperation. They're downhearted. They feel pointless in their life. They have feelings of abandonment, feelings of being discarded, heartache, because they feel they're really not making a difference with their life. That's not the will of God for you. And if you will listen to the Holy Spirit down deep inside you, the will of God is deeply embedded in your spirit. And God wants to reveal it to you. And it's right for you to ask, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? It's right for you to want to know the will of God. What are the works that God ordained you to walk in? And today I want to end with a marvelous verse from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, which describes you. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. And according to this verse, if you're under the heavens and you are, then you were born with a purpose. This is where we're going to pick up when we come back tomorrow. But in just a moment, I'm going to pray for you. Rick Renner's new series, Chosen by God, is jam-packed with strength and encouragement to help you wake up to the fact that you are chosen by God and not just for salvation. God has a specific, marvelous, and powerful plan for your life right now. There is nothing more thrilling than to know you are chosen by God and exactly what He brought you into the world to do. In this powerful 15-part series, Rick will prove to you that God has a specific plan designed just for you. Why you are experiencing so many hassles along the way, you can overcome any roadblock the devil tries to use to stop you. You have everything you need inside you to bulldoze the powers of hell out of your way. 
that you are exactly the kind of person God wants to choose and use. This 15-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $24. We're also offering you Rick's 304-page book, Chosen by God, with a foreword by Joyce Meyer. Joyce says, in Chosen by God, Rick clearly establishes that many are called, but few are chosen. But why is this the case? What are the necessary requirements for not only being called, but chosen as well? What is the cost of fulfilling God's call upon your life? Rick gives us all the requirements necessary to say yes and to fulfill our God-given destinies. This dynamic book is just $18. Are you ready for a life adventure? Order the 15-part series Chosen by God and the life-changing book Chosen by God. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. This is Rick Renner and my friends right now, we're in the very middle of our ministry expansion project. It's three phases. Phase one was building the new studio in Moscow. You helped us do that. Thank you. Phase two was finishing the interior of the studio. You helped us do that. Thank you. Now we're in phase three, which is retiring the debt on the ministry headquarters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our ministry has never had debt. The reason we've been able to do what we've done is because we've never had to service debt. When we built our building in Riga, we did it cash. When we built the building in Moscow, it is amazing that we were able to do it with cash. And now we want to retire the debt on the Tulsa headquarters building so we can liberate all that money to really take the teaching of the Bible around the world. You know, it's never about buildings. It's about having an anchor where the Word of God can go forth. And in that Tulsa facility, we're taking calls from people who are literally calling us from all over the world. And from that facility, we're producing TV programs, social media, we're fulfilling orders for books and giving away thousands and thousands of different resources to people who are reaching out to us because they believe that we provide teaching they can trust. And it's very important that we retire that debt as quick as possible because it will liberate funds for the preaching of the word to the ends of the earth. And that is what we're called to do. And today I want to ask you to please continue to be a part of our giving team so we can retire the debt on the Tulsa building and then we'll be finished with the ministry expansion project. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for becoming a part of the giving team. I want to say thank you for joining me today. We're talking about finding our purpose. And once we find it, stop making excuses for not obeying. The Holy Spirit lives in you. The greater one lives in you. You can do anything that God calls you to do, but you've got to say no to your flesh, push it out of the way and step out in faith to get started. And that's why I want you to have the brand new series called Chosen by God, because this series is designed to encourage you to find the will of God, to wake up to it, and to begin to step out in faith. My friends, you can do it. You've been chosen by God. And this 15-part series comes with a great study guide. I just love the study guides because they're filled with all the points, the Greek words, the verses, Everything in the series is in the study guide so you can read it while you're seeing it or hearing it. And hey, Romans 
10.17 says, we need to hear and hear and hear and hear the Word of God for it to release faith in our heart. So get this and listen to it and listen to it. And we're also offering you my book by the same title, Chosen by God, the Far Word, is written by Joyce Meyer. Order yours today. And when you reach out to us, please tell us how to pray for you. We're praying people. We really pray. If you reach out to us, you will not get away without having really been prayed for. So call us or send us your email to let us know how to pray. But Father, forgive us for making excuses when you have extended your VIP invitation to us. We want to be those that are called and chosen. So help us to say yes. We thank you that your grace and your power shows up when we're feeling weak. So Lord, we pray for your power to show up, to empower us, to step out by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you tomorrow. But remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power. 